Ayaz did the unthinkable. Historically, artists from the Caribbean who have had worldwide success have been from one of the larger islands in the Caribbean. Jamaica, Trinidad, and Barbados all lay claim to internationally successful artists. Ayaz experienced a wonderful childhood, complete with a large family and loving parents, on the island of Tortola, in the British Virgin Islands. After high school, Ayaz decided to spread his wings and attend college in the United States. He had big dreams of becoming an audio engineer and music video director. Within a few years, his wish would be granted. Hmm, sort of. As the story goes, pop star Sean Kingston messaged Ayaz via MySpace several times. Thinking the messages were fake, Ayaz initially ignored them. Finally, after some time, he responded, and as the saying goes, the rest is history. Ayaz signed to Kingston's Time is Money Entertainment, an imprint of the Warner Group. He then recorded and released a slew of singles, guided by Sean Kingston, his manager Steve Lobel, and the Beluga Heights team, headed by the legendary J.R. Rotham. Ten years on, Ayaz has toured the world and performed to audiences in some of the most iconic venues. His songs have sold millions of copies, and his music videos have racked up hundreds of millions of views. Ayaz was preparing for a career behind the camera. Life, however, had other plans. He ended up in front of the camera, with appearances on top TV shows, including The Oprah Winfrey Show, Ayaz has had a charmed career thus far. At present, he is assisting with the development of new artists, selflessly ensuring that others benefit from his knowledge. But Ayaz is nowhere near from finished. In addition to working on a new project due in 2021, he has enough experience in the business to tell a funny story or two, as well as offer sound advice to aspiring artists. This is the story, thus far, of Ayaz. I am Crispin Brooks, and this is Planet 30. This is Planet 30, and today I have a special guest, multi-platinum selling artist Ayaz. Ayaz, welcome to Planet 30. Thanks, good. What's good? What's good? Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Now, you're from the British Virgin Islands, Tortola to be exact. What was it like yeah. growing up in Tortola? Um, growing up there is like, basically, if you're from the Caribbean or you're from an island, they all do the same thing, you know? Um, you go to school, your parents, your parents harder, you make sure you do your schoolwork. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's not much. There's not much. It, it, it was. It was more so me, friends, and family. Right. Island life is friends and family. Like, cause we don't have, we don't have all the other avenues. Like, let's say America have, or like some of the bigger islands, where you have like had like the huge movie theaters and the big super malls and this and that. So most of the stuff that we did was a lot more family oriented. So a lot of beach beach parties or house parties or or just just get together with, with, with the family. You know what I'm saying? And um and I am the middle child. 
So I have an older sister, younger sister. That's interesting. But, yeah, I got I got a lot of cousins though. I got a lot of cousins because my grandma, I think she had, I think, eight or nine kids. Wow. So I got a bunch of, uh, yeah, I have a bunch of aunts and uncles and they got kids. And so when I tell you, when I say we really didn't need friends, that's because we, we, a, a <laughs> we have a big family. You could sell out a concert with your family alone. Alone. <laughs> <laughs> my family alone and just one third of the family. That's just, my, and just, just, just on my mom's side, we could do that alone. So, wow, wow. Um, growing up in the island, man, it, 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 it's something that I would say really, I would say really make me look at life differently, appreciate certain stuff, move differently in certain situations, just by the way that I was brought up. You know what I'm saying? Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Of course. So you can go ahead and Google my name and there's about three of us. That you can Google anyone else's name and you can find uh, duplicates. There's only mm -hmm. one Ayaz. <laughs> where, where does the name Ayaz come from? Ayaz well, is actually a name that was like my godfather's name. That's what you used to call him, the, the Ayaz. It was like one word. But um, they growing up, they used to call me like mini Ayaz. Young Ayaz. Because I always used to be with him. What? And then as I get older, you know what I'm saying? I just took the name. I just ran with it. It's like, if it ain't broke, go fix it. <laughs> is, there, is there a so, meaning to, for it? It's like the boss. The head kahuna, the one in charge. Like, you know what I mean? That guy. Ah, gotcha. The big kahuna. Yeah. Yeah. Because no matter where you look, uh, there's only one. You know, artists always have problems sometimes finding a name because, oh, this person has it on Instagram already or that person has it on yeah. YouTube already. There's only one yeah. I has. Yeah, it's only, it's only me. And it's crazy, too, if you do find another one, it's probably, um like... Um, a fan. Eastern. No, it's like a Middle Eastern because that's kind of like... I has is like a... Um, I guess it's like a Middle Eastern name or Arabic name or something like that, like over there. So they say... They say... Yeah. Got it. Okay. <laughs> but Interesting. That, 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 but that's that, that's clear. So if you if you search, let's just put it this way: if you search for me and a Middle Eastern guy comes up, you then you definitely know this is not the guy. Really. <laughs> <laughs> we we ain't that one. That's not the one that we was looking for. We, we want the one from the Caribbean. You know what I'm saying? That's the one we want. The same one. <laughs> what was it? What was your first exposure to music? That you can remember? Um, church. Church. I was six. And I grew up in church. Were you in My a mom's mom's choir? Mom. Yeah. Well, well, I joined choir. I joined choir late, but my mom was a choir director, so um, it was a little different for me. I wasn't in the choir yet, but I used to just observe. You know what I'm saying? Mom's a choir director, and my dad always used to be blasting like Bob Marley music around the house. And then mom's blasting gospel music around the house. So I would always hear them singing by themselves, sometime together. And then my sister could sing, my older sister could sing. My whole family sings. Got on it. On both sides. Got it, got so it, got I was, it. I was, I was, I, the music that I was exposed to would be more melodic more choir oriented songs 
and then that's why I'm kind of like anal when it comes to like recording. Like I, I do one lead, but then I go straight to harms right after that. And then I will go and do the, the lead back over. Because I'm all about harmonies and, and, and air jamming and, and stuff just sounding right. Awesome. And stems off how I grew up hearing music and the kind of music that I heard. You you, you do do a lot of backups in, in your uh, backup harmonies on your music. And there's little nuances, like a little ad-libs that you even harmonize a lot. To say what? Even some of your um, backup harmonies or, or ad-libs, I'm yeah. sorry. A lot of your ad-libs are harmonized. Yeah, I know. I, I harmonize everything. Because if it sounds good, do it. Like, there's like I hate people when they try to structure a song and be like, yeah, but nobody does. Uh, okay, cool. That's awesome for what nobody does. I'm not nobody. I'm me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agree. Um, so if I want, if I want to harmonize ad lib, I would harmonize it. You know what I'm saying? If if it doesn't sound good, then it doesn't sound good. It's nothing but a click away. Check it out the way. You know what I'm saying? So let's let's just at I, least try it. Yeah, let's just try it. <laughs> it's not going to take ain't taking anything out out of us to to try it to make the song better. You know what I'm saying? And if like I said, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you delete onto the next one. Right, right. So you left Artola and you went off to study uh, television and recording engineering. M- many, w- many parents in the Caribbean and teachers discourage people. Um, what made you follow through to go to school to do that at that time? Because nobody could tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> nobody could tell me what to do. You see, like in school and everybody else, like they had, you had like four science and four arts and crafts and and um and this and that nothing really catered to what catered to what I wanted to wanted to do which was video production doing music videos like song recording song editing like fully like all that stuff like nothing catered to that so the only way for me to do that was to when I graduated high school was to go away and see if this is actually something that I want to do you know what I'm saying because in high school, I could have figured it out if I wanted to do it or not, if I was already doing it in high school, but that program wasn't there for me. So I had to go off to college and that's why I actually fell even more in love with it. I love, like, one of the things that I love doing is taking a movie and adding sounds to it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like footsteps or a door closing or... Sound you know design. So yeah, I, lo- I, I love doing that. I, I would do that for hours. Hours, I would do that, like, and not even come up for air, no food, no, no drinks, no nothing. I would do that for hours because that's that's fun to me, and editing videos is fun to me. And I'm saying I get lost in that world. But I was planning my life around being on the back of the camera, not in front of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> As fate would have it. <laughs> yeah, I was planning my life up, up, up for being on the other end of the camera, but. God had different plans for me, so um, I'm glad that I was able to learn what I was able to learn at that point in time, and I kind of took that and put it into my video, like a lot of the shots it replayed. Actually, more so, so big, like this was my third single, that would be the one that I more so had the most input in, as far as like storyline, being a hopeless romantic, Mm -hmm. dinner, that like, you know what I'm saying? Originally, what I wanted to do is I wanted all three singles to be one music video, as in 
a story. Right. Okay. So follow that's, through. That's the, yeah, that's originally what I wanted to do, but it was me versus the, the machine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the, the label wanted what they wanted, and then, you know me. I'm I'm just Johnny. I I'm just Johnny. Just come. And that point in time, nobody's trying to take chances like that. Everybody's trying to be safe and whatever the case may be. But I really wanted one video to go right into the next. So the and succession would have been replay to replay to solo to Sovic. Got it. And then so replay solo Sovic, and it would have been just one video tying into the next, tying into the next. That's what originally I wanted, but. We were able. We we didn't do that, but we were able to just create still three awesome videos. Solo, the story behind Solo video, you could see that was shot on my island, like we did with that video, my first video that I ever did, which was Island Girls. Um, I shot that on my island. I shot Solo on my island, and that came about because the label we were still trying to figure out my image and my, you know, what I'm saying that right. head, like. What was the brand? Um, yeah, the brand name. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh yeah, Bruno Mars has the hat. Uh, uh, no, Bruno Mars has some, some, some. some the, the leather and jacket, baby. Right, boom, Sean King, he has the palm trees. Like, we got to find something for you. He was like, and then they try to get me to wear, like, be wearing straw hats and floral shirts. I'm like, bro. <laughs> Nobody on my island wears that shit unless you're a taxi driver. And I am not a taxi driver. I have nothing. <laughs> I'm not. So it was like, no, like, but but it, it would be great. I'm like, you, you, you think I live in a third world country? As we think, I, I, we are not. We are not locked off from the outside world. Like we have internet. You know and I'm saying we got television. We got cable. You know and say, and that's how we ended up shooting solo on my island because we used that time for them to go and do their homework, right? Talk on the culture and see what. So when we got there. Two days in, my manager's like, yo, because he, he called me Yaga. He's like, yo, Yaga, yo, they dress just like you. I'm like, yeah, that's why I tell you. We wear white t-shirts and jeans with Yankee fitted. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, we are not, we are, we are not, we are not outside of what you see going on. And I'm saying we, we are really hip to what's going on. It's just that we don't have the outlet there, but we travel. Imagine how awkward that yeah. would have been, I mean, you know, to, to, to show up in a, a floral shirt and, and a straw hat. It would have never. It, it wouldn't have been awkward because I would never have unloaded. <laughs> never. You could have. <laughs> you could have started a trend, man. You could have started a trend worldwide. Everybody. Nah, <laughs> no, that. But that's a trend worldwide already. Like no, I know. I mean, already. among young people. Yeah, nah, <laughs> nah, buddy. <laughs> Got to get my straw hat I to was, match my Jordans. Listen, I did the straw hats right because I I met them halfway. I did the straw hat and I just used to get some dope. Open um some some button on shirts some dope ones I just usually just leave it open so I always look like I'm on a vacation <laughs> right <laughs> everywhere yeah so I, I did that and then and then they that faded out that faded out because I'm like they already saw like they went there they're like they left there like hmm like she was right and I'm like yeah I told you we got to rethink this <laughs> you gotta you guys gotta work you actually gotta work. You guys are not used to working. That's what's going on right now. You guys, you guys used to, you guys used to, um, people come in there already. All right, this is what we got. This is what you want. Everything to just fall on your lap. You got to work for the money over here. You actually got to work. Put some thought into what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And good thing I had like a, a good team over there dealing with me. We went back and forth with some ideas and made stuff happen. So we got that beautiful video solo. 
Shout out my handle, the shots are crazy. Um, we had Groovy Lou, the stylist. Groovy Lou, he, 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 um, he styles Diddy. That's like Diddy, stylist, slash like best friend, everything. So Groovy left me with a couple fits for a video shoot, photo shoot, all that stuff. Came back, edited it, put it out. Loved it. Janet Jackson loved it because she had to co-sign on that record. She was like, yeah, I love it. And that was like one of the my oh, highlights. Oh, she, uh, you guys use a sample from one of her songs, yeah? Exactly. Again. 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 Right. Yeah, so that was her, um, that was her record. And Janet so, is a big fan of Anguilla, so she kind of knows the groove. Yeah, so I'm saying. So that's, that's, that, that was a, that was an accomplishment to me. It was like, oh crap, Janet Kusa America. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is wow. it me? I hold on to the I I'm not like everybody else. Like the stuff that I cherish is like different stuff. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate everything, but the stuff that stand out to me are more super stuff like that. Like Janet Janet messes with my record. Like she loves my record. Yeah. So, Did you meet her? Never I didn't get I never got to meet her. Wow, wow. But wow. I knew her I, I I was neighbors with I was neighbors with one of her nephews. I think that would be her nephew. One of the Jacksons. One of the guys from 3T, maybe? I don't remember. I don't remember his name. But he was I, he was, he was actually friends with my friend. And my friend was Evan Ross. Diana Ross, son. Right. But yeah, so, and he was friends with he was friends with um with, with Evan Ross. I would see him at the house. And, and I mean, I could just never... I would never remember his name, ever. <laughs> <laughs> So after after college or or well tell us tell us what the transition was from being in college and then meeting up with ODBMG the out the box music group down in Florida. Yeah. Okay. So while in college, um, I was still doing my music and sending back home to the my to my space. I used to actually just send it out through MSN, but then I don't remember who put me on my space. And I started using that to put my music out. And then I have I ended up having a mutual friend. Well, he more than a friend to me. He, he was almost like like a big brother. And that's, we call him Skinny. And Skinny was dealing with ODBNG down in, in, in Orlando. Right. So he, he's the one that started sending me Diction and Shutter's records. Like, yo, we gotta listen to this. Actually, no, Diction and Ronnie P. He started sending me Diction and Ronnie P's records. Um, records like yo, boom, boom, boom. and I was like, yo, these dudes bad, these dudes bad, yo. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm. I got step my shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I got step my because that because that time so I was rapping too. I wasn't singing yet, so I was only I was straight rapping. I was straight rapping actually. Really? And then skinny, yeah, I was straight rapping. Like I would sing a little bit just on like on my hooks, like little melodies and stuff. But I wasn't really singing, singing. So Skinny was like, yo, like, you could sing, like, you could sing, you need to start singing, like, sing, 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 sing. And I was like, man, I don't know. Uh, it ain't really my thing, man. Really, I like to sing, but it wasn't really my thing. But anyways, I started singing, and then from there, people started liking the stuff, liking the stuff, liking the stuff. So now, Skinny put me with Diction, and then me and, I think we did a couple stuff together. Prior to that, I did little features for them. I think one was them, Girl Like You. Um and some other stuff but then sent me the name I don't think he had a name he was like yo we're gonna be talking about Island Girls and he gave me a little idea of what he wanted 
you know, boom, 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 this way. Like, he didn't know how he wanted it to be synced. So I was like, all right, cool. You know what? Just tell me what you want, and then I'm going to mix it with what I feel when I start singing it. And I did just that. Mm. And when I sent that, when I sent it back to him, he was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is what I wanted. 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 So we went back and forth a couple more times, a couple more times. And then before you know it, we had a full song. And what was supposed to be just a chorus for me turned out to be a chorus. And I ended up doing a little verse. And then you're talking to you, you, you. We hypnotized by your moves, moves, moves. All that stuff. I just put that in there like freaky. Like, did, like all of that, like, fiction, they didn't even know, like, what all was going down. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't. He didn't. He didn't know. That's where him and I like dynamic duo. Because he has melodies in his head. I have melodies in my head. And when we fuse those together, shit, man, <laughs> masterpiece, masterpiece. Every time, every time, every time, we don't miss. We don't miss. That's how the chemist. That's why that chemistry is there. And, and and it's crazy too because it's crazy too because it's like him and I. We so we so much alike, but we still different. We're like we like that we like a lot of the same stuff. Like we cover it a lot of the same stuff. We don't like a lot of the same stuff. Like and then, and then it's crazy because when he finally like came over to um to Atola and met my mom and them. You know my mom. You know how island island families are. He's like, oh yeah, but who's your mom and who, who's your yeah. dad and, and where's she from? Come to find out that him and his 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 mom. I would I think oh yeah I want to think is his mom is technically my family. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? So it, it is wild. It's it's wild because and I'm and 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 ain't just mom too. It's dad because it's like my grand my grandma was like a Hughes. Okay. Yeah, she was a Hughes, but her mom or dad, I think it was, was like was I think her mom was a Edward. Or somewhere she's always like I'm related on like both sides. The guy that you didn't didn't even know until like your late teens. We didn't. I didn't even know any of this. I didn't even know any of this. Like up up up. To last week, up to last week, one of my cousins went under my post. I just learned about him last week. My mom, I said, my, I, my mother, who is this guy? And he's like, she told me, she's like, that's your family, that's your family on your on your father's side. And he was like, yeah, we have we have family reunions here every year for the Edward, yeah, at the Edward Jones this that family reunion every year. I'm like, oh crap, that's why. I was like, he's like, where them from? He's like, yeah, they're from Antigua, uh, Saint Kitt. Uh, I was like, Geez, that's crazy though. But it's a small world, though. And then, and, and, and when I learned that, like, when me and him, him and I learned that, like, we just started to click even more. And it made music, sense. Man, it made sense why we so musical and we so, like, we so anal about what we're doing when we're doing music. Like, that, it has to be perfect. Like, ain't no half stepping. It is about the music. You know what I'm saying? And then as we grew, it became more about music now, more, more than just music, more than just doing this with fun. Became literally lifestyle, literally a job. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? As you know, what happened? My life, my life went in a whole other direction. I ended up on the other side of the camera. Right. And so, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so tell us, tell us about how, what, what, how was, what was the transition from? Uh, I wouldn't even say Island Girls. We, we, we know the famous uh, story about Sean Kingston contacting you several times. You ignored him. Yeah. You ignored him, and then you finally said, "Okay, I'll, I'll accept your friend request." And then, and yeah. then what? What? What after that? And then after that, after that friend request, he fly, he fly, he flew me out to Miami to meet him, and 
make a family. You know, you know, you, you already know what it is. Literally, and buddy, you up in sweet talk here and this and that and third. But he didn't. He didn't need to do any of that. I'm saying because I had done make up my mind from long. Like, yeah, this is a chance that this is a chance of a lifetime right now. You know what I'm saying I ain't run with it. See what happens. At this time, Sean and, Kingston is the biggest artist in the world. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So he on top of the game right now. So um, went to Miami, met the family, this and that. We chilled and. I want to think right before I moved to Miami, I ended up having to go to Angola to shoot Island Girls video. And so I went down there, did that, came back up. And when I came back up, we moved. We, I literally, we literally moved. Like I, I was in Miami for two days. I had to pack up all my stuff and then we moved to LA to go work on Sean's album. Wow. So I was like, it was like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do it this year. What we're going to do is we're going to have you work on his album because I wasn't signed or anything yet, just thanks to him. Um, so while we were shopping me around to different labels, I was still working on his album with him. So where it could be like, is a good look. You know what I'm saying? I, they could be like, oh yeah, boom, 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 boom. What, what else have you ever worked on? Boom. I wrote this for Sean. I wrote that for Sean. And I'm saying for the catalog, the catalog could be more diverse than just me writing, writing stuff myself. So this was the second and, um, album you're talking about? I don't know. Well, this would be his second album yet because Beautiful Girls, all that stuff was already out. Right. So this would be the album with Fireborn in and all that stuff on it. And, and I was in that face I was drop. In that video too. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all that. Now, so tell me, uh, just touch on this a little bit. And I have personally um, asked Sean about this a couple of years ago. But yeah. how important or, or, or how did you guys see that this social media thing was of dire importance at that time. Because it was, a, you know, not many people were you really using it. You know, people were touching it. But you guys went full force into social media. Yes, that was, that's Sean, though. That wasn't me. Up to, up to this day, I still hate social media. <laughs> you still hate social media? <laughs> no, to this day, I hate social media. You have is a hate-love-hate relationship because I even read something the other day when Dr. Dre said social media took away that kind of mysteriousness about the artist it did because no because no the consumers feel so so entitled to know what the artist has going on in their life yeah it's less about the music and more about the image not to show you what's going on in my life right now i'm a bomb or i you know what i'm saying or i am this or i'm that or and 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 that's and that's crazy though like think about it years ago the only thing time you know what i have going on is if you see me on the news, or if you hear that I have a show coming around, or if I, you know what I'm saying, you have the little paparazzis and this and that. And you so control the narrative. I controlled it. No, they control it for us. They control. They control what's what's going on in your life mm. because now you they force in you. If you don't want to come outside, they're gonna be like they're gonna create a story and make you have to come outside now to prove that they were wrong. <laughs> so true. It's so true. Yeah, but that's social media. It's a love hit because at the end of the day, if I'm putting out a record, I can use social media to get me to the masses with just a click of a button. Promotion is a lot more easier. You know what I'm saying? I could reach new, I could reach new fans, or I could just reach new eyeballs, new ears. Even if they're not fans of me, they might be a fan of that song, or they might be a fan of whoever, something I'm doing or I'm wearing. Or, now I'm saying, let's say you have a t-shirt line and you're like me, but hey, I look fly in it. Oh yeah, I need that shirt. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Do you think that it's um it's a better situation to go direct to consumer as in 
being an independent artist, or do you think labels are still necessary? Um, labels, I would say, in this day and age, man, you really don't need a label. That's that this day and age, where it's not, it's not, believe it or not, it's not all about talent anymore. It's just about being hot, being relevant, and, 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 and you know what I'm saying? It's, this day and age is like, you could say, skinny bop, bop, somebody go and do a little snip video to it, and then boom, tomorrow you use, use the biggest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. Labels right now, labels right now, artists are taking over because labels right now, artists are creating fan bases and going to the labels and labels have to take what they get. Nope. Ain't no more like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to do this and this for you. Nah. Development's not artists a thing. Right now, yeah, exactly. Artists right now are going to the labels like, yeah, but I already have fans. Hey, 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 hey. So what, what are you really doing for me outside of putting up money? Because I, I already making your work easier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but the money so is important. It, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but listen to me. The money is important, but you have to put up a lot less more money that you're about to make. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. about to put a lot less money than they're about to make back. <laughs> so, it needs to benefit me because I made your life easier. Prior to that, if I don't have no following, no this, no that. They would go and have to spend a hundred thousand dollars on me, and then I would see money whenever they break even. Then I start making my money. You understand? Indeed. Other than that, I I go do a show, or I have to do this, or I have to do that to get my money back. So they were signing every when I got signed, they were signing everybody in three sixty deals, meaning meaning they getting a piece of everything. That's how they got their money back. Right, right. Because they got a piece of it. it was really around the time when streaming was. CD sales were declining and streaming was was not figured out again. Exactly, exactly. The, like the most, like the, the ringtones was a thing back then. Definitely, it was ringtones. Like ringtones was a thing. Like yeah, something, something like three million ringtones sold. Like this and that. I'm like, okay, boom. So now you got artists coming in there. Like yeah, well I already got two point four so much million followers on Instagram. I already got a following here. Boom. No, the label's like, all right, cool. We, we don't have to put in, we don't got to put in 100000 He really just needs 30 You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so they're actually saving money. You, yeah, so now I'm going to say, like, hey, I already did half of your job for you. So instead of you taking um, 40%, I need you to take 15 Right. You control You control how much the label gain now. You see what I'm saying? So with new, new up-and-coming artists, depends on your music and the genre, or whatever the case may be. Maybe where you're from or where you live, it it be it it be different things. Cause if you're from Jamaica or you're from New York, California, where these are these are already bigger outlets, more people, it might be a little bit easier for you, as opposed to coming from right from. Right, that's, I, I was gonna ask you're you. Like, that. Where? I was gonna where ask you. That that. Do you think that you could have done it without a label, uh, in this day and age, coming from in this Cartier? day and age? Yes. Man, it would have just been a lot harder to how to get it done, but it would have just been a lot harder. Right, 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 right. It would have been, it would have been a lot it would have been a lot harder. Like really and truly, like I don't think people realize how big of a record replays. Oh it's humongous. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I I that song made a lot of our work a lot easier, but in a sense it also made our job a lot harder because now we didn't put that song out. Somebody leaked that song. Replay. So I didn't have a second. 
yeah, I didn't have a second and third single yet because I recorded, we played, and then I went back on promo with Sean. Sean was bringing me out for 10 minutes on his step, introducing me to the wall, creating my own little fan base. He's like, yo, he's about to be the next big thing, boom, boom, boom. I would come out there, I would do dance, I would do my little, you know what I'm saying? So you, didn't, you wouldn't show. sing replay when you went out? No, because it, it wasn't out yet. Wow. So, so they so didn't know me. So, so I, all they know is Sean co-signing me. All they knew was Sean is co-signing me. And, and that, yo, I have some new stuff coming for you guys. Get ready. And they were like, I had the song, you can be anything in this world, but tonight you're going to be my dancer. I'm about to sing that song. They don't know the song, but they singing the hell out of the song. Can I tell you something? So I'm like, yo, if, if they sing into death, sheesh. I, I, when I, drop, when I, drop I, I know Replay is a big record, but that is my favorite yeah. of your songs, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Dancer? Dancer is my favorite IS song. Yeah. So Dancer, Dancer would definitely, that's what I used to perform when I was out. I think it was Dancer and um, another song. I can't remember what it was, but those two songs I used to perform. And while, on, while I was on the road with Sean doing promo for Fireborn and somebody leaked the record. Wow. Studio leak? Um, huh? Might might it been a stu- uh, have been a studio leak or something? Well, I I me I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I know for sure it wasn't me because I didn't have the record. <laughs> <laughs> I so, didn't have that version that leak. So, so you guys had to play. I had to had to sort of chase chase behind That's fame it. that was already that developing. Was after that, after that, it was a chicken with his head cut off, and we trying to catch this chicken. And all heads cut off. Wow. With no hand. Wow. And we spend, and we spend the rest, we spend the next year and a half chasing this record and still trying to make an album while still trying to be on the road proactive promoting this record. Because, you know, it, why it, with some songs, you, you the song can become a lot bigger than the artist and then the artist has to catch up to, to match the size of that, the record. That was, ex- that was exactly this case. <laughs> that was a prime example of this case. Because I wasn't even that artist that you know yet. Because I only had done probably, let me see, how much shows with Sean? How much promo shows? Maybe, I would say 16, 17. It's not a lot. Total. And as much as that sounds like it's a lot, think about how much states you have. So that was really nothing. 50 states and then and then several cities within each state. Exactly. So that was nothing. That was nothing. You know what I'm saying? When the record came out and we spent, we did a good job, um, making sure that we capitalize and marketing and this and that and the third and we, we had different ventures and different different tactics that we applied. Social media. Trick Sean was a force Sean and Soldier Boy were the force I know our artists to be on Twitter. I don't care who have more followers and them know and this and that. I don't watch all of that. Sean and Soldier Boy was the force artists that I know with Twitter. Right. Okay. And, so, and and YouTube. I'll say YouTube and stuff like budding platforms like World Star, they definitely uh-huh. capitalize on them before everybody else. Exactly. 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 So you see that boy? So the boy, he's a genius. Genius when it comes to these stuff. And Sean, Sean is the exact same way. Sean would just be there in his room, just on the computer, just like looking at what's, what's the next big thing. Like, that's, that's him. You know what I'm saying? Me, I, I'm, I'm also like, all right, cool, you do your things. Whatever it is, it is. I'm more chill. Because at the end of the day, I, I, I just don't. Out, out of all these new things, my number one love is just 
getting on stage and rocking out and just everybody just enjoying themselves. Right. Like, that's the biggest part. I love that part right there. I don't, like, the only other part that's, that's that awesome to me is creating a song. Right. Because I, I remember, yeah. I think Sean introduced you through vlogs. And at the time, what was a vlog? Like, nobody knew what a vlog was, you know what I mean? Exactly. Sean was doing vlogs. I was like, we had, we had different things we were doing. We were funny videos. We used to joke. When I used to go around the house and just, like, we would be slapping people with a, um, with a handful of um, lotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, we were like, we were like, fuck people. Like artists going around doing that, the pranking stuff. Yeah, that doing crazy, the shot like that in real life. Like people don't know, like that dude was like that in real. He was wild. He was crazy, man. I have to lock my door because <laughs> I don't want. I don't want a problem, man. Like me, <laughs> I different. What was it I'm like? Different. What was it like working with him and Jr. in the studio? Oh man. JR, working with JR, working with Sean, working with Sean is like almost like working with Diction. Like, they are so, so melodic and lyrically, they just up there. They're just thinking like 10 steps ahead. But now when you step into JR's world, he's more like me. JR likes the harmonies and he he's hearing the harms. He loved my, he loved my harmonies so much. He was like, yo, he used to watch me like, yo, how do you even think about that? I said, quiet. <laughs> I'm a choir. I'm a choir boy, so I'm hearing these. I'm hearing these before I hear anything else. You know what I'm saying? But and then and then Jr. He like working with him was stressful to you, believe it or not, because he so know that I'm so I was so capable of more that if I was be like, okay, cool, this final take, do this, and I'll be like, blah, 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 blah. he said, oh yeah, that was awesome. Give me one more. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. oh great, you're killing it. Give me one more. <laughs> I'm like, yo, let's just get this over with, please. Let's get this over. But he's such a perfectionist. You gotta understand him. Yeah, you have to. You have to be able to understand him. That he only wants the best out of his record. He wants the same exact thing as you. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. I would go and 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 just dug it out and get through. That was the hardest part. And then when you hear what he gives you back, sheesh, man. He goes around and he turns some of your vocal. So the part of the reasons why he had you do so many is he wants different variations of that lead because sometimes he takes that and he makes it sound like an instrument certain doo-wops or certain lines that you just said he makes it as part of the beat like add a different like he was just like he's like an evil genius man when it comes to that stuff like by far hands down one of the best and talented most talented producers i ever worked with wow wow that dude that dude is, that dude is Audit as well. You you work with a bunch of people, um, not only in terms of producing, but in terms of artists. What are some of your favorite collaborations? Favorite collabs would be the song I did with with Miley. That was fun. When I did for Hannah Montana, well it's your and I am on the track right now. Twin. Yeah. So that song there, that song. Oh, oh you the boy, the boy, the boy. Oh, 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 oh. oh I yeah. Remember that record. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. 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 Be like a movie. Yeah, so I remember that record. That's one of my favorites. And that that goes back to what I what me and you were talking about earlier as far as like um, certain places that you live, Atlanta, Miami, right. that the other smaller places. So LA is like land of opportunities. I was run, I was randomly in my session and I walked across to the other end because I think 
what was I? I wanted like a granola bar or something, but it was finished on my end. But I knew that there was more on the other end. <laughs> I just used to go steal them from the other side. And I walked over and I heard I heard the song playing. I'm like, yo, I heard it wasn't that song, another song. I'm like, yo, this sounds familiar. But because by then I kind of knew producers by their sound. Like they had a distinct sound beat, you know what I'm saying? Or where they they beats they make. So yo, why this sound like twin? So. I go by the door and I see him, I walk in. He's like, yo! And I met him because, I don't know if you remember, I did a song with this artist named Sharice. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Pyramids? Pyramid, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I walked in, he was like, yo, he said, what are you doing here? I said, me, I'm working, I'm working. And I think that around that time we were working on, you know, I think, so big, I want to think, I think that's what we were working on, something we were working on. But anyways, um, he's like, I was like, yo, he's like, he played the song for me again. I'm like, you know what this song is missing? He's like, missing? I said, yeah, it's missing something. You know what it's missing? He said, what? I said, it's missing me. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed. He said, he's like, he said, you would do a song? You would do a song with, with, with Miley? I was like, why not? He said, listen. And then he played the one that we did. And then he was like, yeah, they, they, um, he's the one that told me, like, they're doing a finale record and this and that. Because I guess this was around the time, too, that the show was coming to an end. So H- that, that H- record... Hannah Montana. Was, yeah, Hannah Montana was coming to an end. So that was around the ending of, of that era. So we did this song. I went, I recorded it. Um, and I remember I was recording. And I didn't meet Miley yet. And I was recording. And my head is down in my phone because I'm like reading over the part, the, 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 the earlier lyrics. I'm trying to figure out how I could change some stuff. Boom, boom, boom. And I hold up. And I see this person out there like with wild hair just dancing and going crazy and it was Miley and that was like the first time that I actually met her in period and we just clicked man so that song was by far one of my favorites the one with Sharice that was a phenomenal one too because that one that got you on Oprah (laughs) that got me Oprah I met Oprah like yeah remember I told you earlier like I appreciate different things in life like boom like to me right there oh step number two that's like a Grammy in my book, as far as like accomplishment, you know what I'm saying. So that was that was a highlight too. I performed that that on Oprah. I met her. I told her she reminded me just of my mom. I showed her my mom. She's like, no way. She said we could be twins. <laughs> <laughs> and like she's so down to earth. She's cool. So the one with with New Boys, which is one of my favorites. Speak about that one, and then um, Pretty Girls with Travis McCoy. Yeah. I like Pretty Girls. Pretty Girls, that was that was um that was awesome. That was a very hot day when we did that video too. But that song came about because we just did it, and then we were like, "Yeah, it needs an edge. We need we need somebody to get on there to talk that." And I'm saying and we went down the list of a bunch of artists, and he just fit it like it was effortless. I was like, "We can't use Florida because we already did Florida for the replay remix. So who can we use?" And Travis just came in because I think around that time he probably had done. Um, I think he had a record out too. Was it Cookie Jar at the time? I don't remember what it was, but he had that out, and I want to think he had Billionaire out with um Bruno. Got I want to be a billionaire. Yeah, I want to think. I want to think that was out around that time too when we when we got him on it. He blessed it, and yeah, he really he blessed that. <laughs> That's one of my tracks too. And uh, another song that I did originally. I mean, it ended up going to Demi Lovato, but we originally did it with Ariana Grande. You're my only shorty. You're my only shorty. You're my only shorty. We did that originally with uh, Ariana Grande. Okay. And then ended up going to Lovato. Okay. But okay. That, 
that was a good one too. I had a, I have a, I have a couple. Some of them I'm not even remembering them now, but we had a couple of we had I had a lot of features that I really enjoyed. You know what I'm saying? Right. Return of the Mac with Man. The original one was me, was myself, Man, and um, Nipsey. Yeah, um, rest in peace. Yeah, they changed it to just Snoop Dogg. Snoop came in and blessed that track too. But we still put both of them out anyways. But, oh man, life I live, man. I really, I, you know, I, I, I kind of spoke about it earlier, but the Break My Bank video was one of my favorites for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Break My Bank, give everything you got just to get a shot. Yeah, that was my jam too. I recorded, I think I did that in New York. I was in New York. I don't want to think that was around Grammy time. Mm. Mm-hmm. We ended up recording. How did recording you? That song. How did you? Uh, how mm-hmm. did you deal with the initial stress of the music business? Like when you, you know, you, you talk about chasing replay and stuff. When you really got immersed into the business, how did you deal with that initial like first couple of months of like, oh my god, my life is totally different. Oh man! I mean, I, I think I just took it for what it was. I didn't. Keep, I didn't think too much about it. And as far as business, I kept myself updated, but out of it. If you understand what I'm saying, yeah. I just stuck, I just stuck to the music. So I kept myself updated, like tr- like try my best to know, you know what I'm saying, on the business and what is who's don'ts. But I just I just stayed locked in with the music, and I stayed in my lane as far as that because I couldn't do both, man. That's that was that was that was in, like, and then on top of that, I never used to sleep like that because we always on a train or a plane, a car service, interview, radio station, promo, like, we would start, like, we would start at um, 6 in the morning and then finish, like, at 9.30, 10 at night. And that's just interviews and stuff to do with the label for promo. And then Dixon and I would, or me and Steve, or me and um, Dirty, we would go out. And this is when we were in UK. We would go out and promote the songs in the club. Cause you know that's where the people are. Yeah, people want to see you. To yeah, so so we would be out from six a.m. until like nine nine thirty at night. Go take a shower, and then we out by eleven eleven o'clock eleven thirty. We out in the club until like four four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. Come home, twenty minute nap. Get up, take a shower, start the day again. Routine, unbelievable. Routine. So. You talking about um, stress with dealing with, with with the business and this and that? I didn't have time. Even if I wanted to stress about it, I didn't have much time for that. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I did think about it, it was time to go to do an interview or photo shoot or something else. And I remember one day I came home and I came back to the hotel and I was over it. I just like literally just crashed and just laid down. I literally walked into the revolving doors just went inside took two steps in the lobby i dropped down on my knees and just laid on my back like spread out like a star in the middle of the lobby people are walking around me like what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tapped out man i was like yeah i'm done man Mm-mm. i'm done with this shit like who is this kid <laughs> yeah uh, no nah, i didn't know who i was but it was like it was like most of it was wrong with what are, what are some of your favorite memories from from your first set of tours? Because I know, for example, you um, you toured with Bieber. Mm-hmm. What was, was it? What was, what were those tours like? Those those tours were wild. 
I, I've seen some stuff that I won't even speak on, speak out loud. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah, I, I gotta keep those. I gotta keep those in the back of my head. Clear so yeah, the things some parents would do. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's wild. But that, those tours, man. Um, and I gotta thank Justin and Scooter and everybody else for letting us be a part of that whole situation. You going into arenas with more people in it than the population of my island. It's no longer, no longer clubs. We're talking arenas at this point. We're talking arenas. Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I, I did. I did. Don't get me wrong. I already did big shows, but my numbers are fifteen and sixteen, seventeen thousand people. Like, but you talking about thirty thousand people, thirty-five thousand people, forty thousand people. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah. I you know what I'm see. saying? So if that was a whole different ball game, that 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 was so strange. That was my fourth time on the tour bus, like tour life, and driving to these different cities. And how many cities did y'all do on that tour? Huh? How many cities did y'all do? All. I don't even. I don't even have a number. I know we did all of them. We did every single major arena, and if it didn't have a major arena. They created a venue. Wow. Outdoors. So some states we did two shows in, like just in in California alone, we probably did, I think, three or four shows because they were sold out. So you had to do it again, different venue. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That shit was crazy, man. The the merchandising game must have been, like, (laughs) on point, though. Yeah. All the notes over a million tonight. Wow. Definitely. In touring, you've you've gone all over the world. What are some of your favorite destinations? Oh, man. Let's see. So, it used to be in a particular order. <laughs> um, some of the best places to go used to be, I used to start with UK. UK used to be my number one spot, man. Number one spot. I love it over there. The atmosphere, just everything was just awesome over there. Um, but, like, further into my career, Thailand. Thailand. Love I love Thailand, man. Thailand was always, not what, Thailand is always fun to go to because it's like, you know, you got the beach, it's almost like I'm home, but I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get to rattle around. We have, we have, addiction that we have a friend that, that they, they run a villa, any villas out there in Thailand or the island um, off of Phuket called Yanoi. So normally when we have shows in Thailand, we try to get a couple days, down, down days and we just go to the villa and we just, we just, Disappear from the world for like three, four days, man. I know the brand well. There's Ani Villas Thailand, Ani Villas and Guilla in Ani Villas Dominican Republic. Exactly. So we just go out there and just disappear and just enjoy, you know what I'm saying, life and just take it in, talk about plans of what we're going to do next, next moves. You know what I'm saying? Um, You got Thailand and then my new favorite is Australia. Australia. Any particular city? All of them. Oh. <laughs> all of them, man. All of them. I love Sydney. I love Melbourne, Brisbane. I love it. We did some smaller. You have moved to some towns, like places like, places like Townsville. Um, um, we've, 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 we've been all over Australia. But if I had to say top places, I would say I, I still love Sydney. It would be Sydney, then Melbourne, then Brisbane. Okay. Sydney. I don't have a particular order. 
Does it does it sometimes feel like a dream? Like this little kid from Tartola, population less than sixty thousand, you know. Yes, less sixteen. I think it's less than twenty. <laughs> well, maybe I'm counting the entire BVI. But <laughs> <laughs> but does it seem like a dream sometimes? Does it seem surreal still? I mean, still not really because I'm 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 like so like I said, you're looking at ten years. Ten years in, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like a dream, but it's more so like now when I go out, I appreciate it a lot more. Before, I never used to go anywhere. I would go do the shows and go back to the room. Like, no socializing, like, no sightseeing, none of that stuff. So now, when, I, when, I, when we do go on shows, like the past five years, I've been going out. Like, yeah, set up, set up some tours. Like, yeah, we're going to go. Like, imagine, I'm from an island, but the first time I ever... Um, scuba dive was just now in December when we went to Bali. Wow! So um, it's just different, man. It's it's it's, it's, it's I'm more. I'm like I sit back and I be like, oh yeah, because yeah. you're you're definitely um, a blessed artist because they're they're artists that have had huge songs that yeah. don't enjoy a long career. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm I, I I appreciate I appreciate all of that. But you see, too, that's that kind of stems off of relationships mm. you know what I'm saying how people deal with promoters and different venues and if if they know that you're a hole you're definitely not going to be booked again right you know what I'm saying and we have different we have always kept good relationship with everybody that has ever booked us unless you did a story and I mean and then even then you know what I'm saying nobody could ever say that they didn't get more than their money's worth when I come to town right right but, 45, you book me for 30 minutes, I'm doing 45. Book me for 45, I'm doing 445, and then I'm staying there until the light come on. Mm. I'm in there. Like, I don't leave. I'm like, what am I going to the room to do? Nothing in the room to do. I just stay. Party all night, bottles pop, having fun. If it's that kind of venue. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But other, other than that, other, other than that, like I said, I'm very appreciative of, 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 of still being able to travel and do what I love to do because a lot of people like you said they tapped out a long time ago and I don't I, most of the time I want to think that's just might be attitude or different things that they got going on but you gotta have great good relationships with people because relationships are gonna get you in the door when it all falls people are gonna be back and remember like oh yeah you know who was dope oh and he's, a, he's such a nice guy easy to deal with boom yeah let's get him back you know what I'm saying Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's that, 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 that's how it works, and and I'm sure Diction would co-sign you with that. Like we're so easy to deal with. We have never had problems like with people unless we have unless we ask for something specific. And whenever we ask for something specific, it's not crazy stuff. We're not going to be like, all right, yeah, well, he, he wants all all red skittles on his on his pillow. You, you don't have a you don't you, you don't have a ridiculous writer. My ridiculous my writer is easy. A bottle of Hennessy, a bottle of apple juice, black towels, and bottles of water. That's it. Black towels. I don't like the white towels because when I when some of them you get if you get it if they do get up and I'm getting like cheap ones and you wipe your face with it, your face is, and your beard is all fuzzy and the white stuff the white fuzz get on uh. your clothes and it, when the blue light shines then you, you look like you freaking been rolling in mint. Yeah, so that's why we do the dark. It, it don't have to be black. Anything dark, any dark color. Um. Um, towels. That makes sense. That makes but sense. I'm, but I'm, 
That makes sense. Now, tell me, what advice would you give to young artists to make themselves stand out, especially in the crowded pop world? Um, how to make yourself stand out? I mean, it's hard. It's hard to stand out. You you just have to be consistent, actually. You know what I'm saying? And believe it or not, that that that's what's gonna put you over the edge sometimes. Because what's the same says? It says, um, hard work beats talent. When talent don't work. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, you know and I'm saying hard work beats talent. When, when hard work beats talent, when talent won't work hard. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta work hard. So my advice to them is just be consistent, man. Just don't, don't try to fit in. Just always try to be yourself and just keep hitting them with the music or the paintings or whatever it is you do, man. You just gotta be, you just gotta be consistent with it. And and just keep pu- pushing forward. Don't don't ever lose drive. Don't take no's for answers. And just stay focused. Stay locked in. Do what you're doing. Like there's gonna be a lot of people that's gonna come come around and be like, yeah, but nah, it's not gonna work. They saying that because it didn't work for them. But what what didn't work for you is gonna might work for me. And you know what I'm saying? So th- just just stay positive. And it's gonna be hard. Like I said, it's not gonna be easy. You're gonna be watching. Who knows? Somebody that might be less talented than you get more success, success than you. Mm. All right, cool, but that doesn't matter. It's not your time yet. Just keep doing your thing. Stay locked in. Stay focused. Stay consistent, and watch and consistent and watch watch what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying your time is going to come. Your time is going to come, and that person that you was just watching. They're going to have their five minutes the same, and then you're going to have your next five, 10, 15, 20 years the same. Right. Right, 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 right. Can you speak to the importance? Can you speak to the importance of having the business side of your career in order, in terms of, you know, your publishing and your brand and all of that stuff? Because some, sometimes artists neglect that side. Yeah, that's, that's definitely important, man especially in this day and age right now where it's like you have artists coming in and labels, they don't, labels are now realizing that artists right now are a lot more hit to the publishing side. And I'm saying that to the, to the business side, I should say. So you want to, you want to own your publishing or majority of your publishing. And I'm saying, cause at the end of the day, when you stop touring, let's say you have a little accident, whatever the case may be, you're still going to have those checks coming in for the rest of your life. And you want to make sure that you either own all of it or the majority of it, because that's gonna be that's gonna depict how much money you're gonna get. You know and I'm saying that's your life right there. They can't. They, that is your life right there. So get your get your get your business get your business right. You need to be in there. Have good lawyers. Have people with your best interests at hand to make sure that you're making good business moves. You know what I'm saying? Which is sometimes hard to pick good people, huh? Yeah, it's hard, man. It's it's definitely hard, but sometimes it's a gamble. Sometimes you got to take a chance. But once you own your publishing, you can take as many chances you got as you want. Because you know what I'm saying, like you, you're already winning owning all your publishing. You know what I'm saying? You're worth a lot more when you own your publishing because you can make deals. You know, you got people that go and be like, "All right, cool. I'm sitting on twenty million. Um, let's see. I want to start a business. I want to start a, a a new venture, but I don't want to put my my money, my own money up. So." They would turn around and be like, all right, let me sell 20% of my publishing. If you want 100%, all right, let me, let me sell 20% of my publishing for three years. 
all right, cool. How much would you be willing to give me for those three years for 20%? Yeah, we could give you about, let's say, seven, eight million. Now that business venture is only, you only needed three million. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. It's, so it's you, like having um, equity uh, in, in, or, you know. In, exactly. Exactly. You only needed, you, you only needed three million, but that 20% is worth seven million. And it's not even, it's not even, coming out of the 20 million that you already have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's, it's really important to, to, to stay hip and, and, and know the business, read your free books, like learn about it because there's so many loopholes like these guys, they're realizing that people are getting a lot smarter. So right now they're looking for loopholes. I always say publishing is like the real estate of music. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is, man. That's, that's exactly what it is. And you got to... You gotta stay on top of that, else you're gonna be you're gonna have to work a lot harder than the next guy. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, here's an interesting question for you. You're seeing all these artists from around the world adopt the Caribbean, or uh, as you and Sean Kingston used to say, the island pop sound. Every last one of them. Every last I artist. Care. I don't want to care who denied it. You could go ahead and deny it if you want, but we started it. Yeah. Indeed. So, so what? I'm sorry. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. I said I won't even. I won't even. I won't even get that deep into it. But they know. <laughs> they know what they're doing, man. Like, and that's and that and that's not just Sean and I. That's just on the island pop feel. Let's talk about how Caribbean music on a whole has influenced the whole music industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Different artists from. From the songs to the melodies to just the way that that the people operate, man. Like we have, we we have played, we played a, a major part of this. So, so that so that, which leads me to my question: Where yeah. do you think Caribbean artists now stand in, in the whole game? Because if everybody is doing the Caribbean sound and they have more resources than Caribbean artists, where are Caribbean artists? Are they getting lost in the sauce now, or, or how how can they avoid getting lost in the sauce? Be consistent. And that's all. At the end of the day, it all boils down to that, man. You gotta be. You have to be consistent. Cause sometimes we could all be doing. We could all be doing the same thing. We could all be doing the same thing. But maybe one day, what you do might be a little better than mine today, and that's gonna stand out. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta stop watching what the next guy is doing. I think that's that's a lot of that's a lot that's a problem that a lot of artists have. They're too busy looking at what the next guy is doing. That guy's perfecting his craft while you're watching him. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta you gotta stay locked in with you. The Caribbean artists just keep doing what you do. Um, you have a lot of um, people in the industry now that are getting in on the business side that are from the Caribbean. So, so now you have a lot more eyeballs looking for that next Kingston or next Ayaz or next whoever Rihanna. And I'm saying you have you have you have those you have those eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Right now, looking. So all you have to do is keep working, because you got to remember that there's a lot more people besides you out there. And you, you see, like you said, you're getting lost. You're getting lost in the mix. But let's if you let's just say, put it this way: if I'm more talented than you, and I have six songs out, you're less talented. You have twenty songs out. I just up my chance of being seen with the twenty songs. That's exactly. I just up my chance by being seen. So yeah, you have four songs out, four night four great songs out. I have twenty. 
I stand more of a chance in being seen than you because I have more content. I'm on YouTube. I'm on this. I'm on. I I have 20 videos on YouTube. So they go to click Crispin. They're watching your videos. Oh, what's this to the right? Four of my videos. They only have one of yours. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're gonna be like, wait, why does this guy has? Who's this guy with four videos? Like, why is it popping up four? And I'm saying, who's this four videos? Boom. I'm not gonna click the one that says one without one artist. Nah, I'm gonna click four. Especially if the something thumbnail looks appealing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's just how. So you gotta be consistent. You gotta be consistent with it and keep keep putting out music. Now I'm not telling you to be out. Just be putting out um, stuff that's not of quality. Right. Not everything that's recorded needs to be released. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not telling you to not put out stuff of quality. I'm trying to tell you, be consistent. You know and I'm saying. If this is what you want to do at a job, you got to go to work every day. You got to you got to work. People work in nine to five, so you got to put the work in. Mm. Tell me three takeaways from your career that you would pass on to any aspiring artist. Like, what are three of the key things that any aspiring artist should pay attention to, other than consistency? Uh, uh, pay attention to three key things to take away. Yeah, I would say one relationship. Number one, I feel like that's like number one. Relationships. And it's not what you know always is who you know. At the end of the day, sad, but that's just how the music business is. Like, they, this person knows that person knows that person knows that person. Nobody's really looking outside of that circle anymore. Unless that, do you really stand out? So relationships. As a new artist, you want to build as many of those as you can. When you're doing your promo, whether you're doing whatever it is, um, what else can you take away from my career? Oh man, that was my major one, man. Because that's what also kept me around when I didn't even feel like doing music. Mm -hmm. My down downtown when I was just chilling, when I was quiet for like a year or two, dealing with whatever I was dealing with my relationships is what bounced me back. Like, three things to take away would be, two things for sure to take away that I would tell up-and-coming artists, make sure you have your business right. Make sure you have your business right. Look into your publishing, look into so all of that stuff. And relationships, keep relationships. Make sure you have, you connect connect all the dots. You don't want to burn bridges because the people that you burn on the way up are going to watch you burn on the way down when you fall. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> And you know who told me that? Um, what's his name? You, you know, you ever heard of David Foster? Yeah, I met David Foster. Okay, David Foster is who teach me that. He was like, yo, be careful who you're born on the way up because they don't want you born on the way down. Woo. Words, words, words. Exactly. So, so Ayaz, what is your writing process? Do you get the beat and then write or are you a idea guy that looks for a beat? Um, a bit of both. Because sometimes on the plane, I don't have a beat, but I look out the window, I'm thinking about certain stuff. So certain stuff comes to mind, so I'll go and write stuff down. I would start a verse, not or start. A, I would actually write a verse on a song that maybe I had already. You know what I'm saying? Understood. Uh, yeah. Other cases, sometimes I need the beat. It all depends on how you feel, man. It, 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 it all depends on how I feel that day. Because sometimes I would have beats, I would have beats, but none of them speaking to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. No, them really making me feel like, like yeah, like bringing it out. 
No, I'm on the alcohology. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to get in the zone or something. Like, yeah, sometimes it is. It, 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 and I think that comes with the amount of songs that I have already probably done done in my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? Trying to find new stuff to talk about. Trying to talk new, new, new um, situations, new stories. But it's never the same, though. Sometimes I want to beat for. Sometimes I just have um, old songs that I've written on other beats. And I just flip them and make something new. As my, mo- as my mother, they say, all old things make new. Because right. my second single, again, that's an old Janet Jackson song, made my new my new single, solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, indeed, indeed. Now, of all the new people that are out nowadays, who would you collaborate with? Who are you, who are you feeling from the new guys and gals? Um, who would I collaborate right now that I like? What's his name? Roddy Rich. Mm-hmm. I could see that. For some reason, I was. I feel like she's new because she she knew her. You, you you know Alicia Cara. Yes, yes. Those two for sure. Roddy Rich, Alicia Cara. You know who who I would. He, he's not so much new artist, but I would I would still like to work with him. It's um party next door. Mm, mm-hmm. Party next door melodies again. That's dope. Here's a here's a question that um uh-huh. you've probably never gotten outside of the Caribbean, yeah. but. Everybody knows that the when it comes to soca, the uh-huh. small islands have a, a a specific brand. Matter of fact, some people don't even call it soca. Uh, uh-huh. And the VI within that context of you know Anguilla, Dominica, Antigua, Saint Kitts, Saint Martin, the VI yeah. has its own sound. How has yeah. VI music, the music you grew up on, whether it was Vio or or uh, Jamban or Vibe or Showtime or you know how how has that specific sub genre influenced your music or even the way you think about your melodies and and, and structures in in your songs? You see, I was is that simple because with that type of music is all about feeling. It's all about how how it makes you feel. That's why when I tell people, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, what kind of music do you you used to? I say you want to say island pop, but I will branch it out into feel good music. You understand? Because I have a way of making songs. Even if it's a sad song, it still have a way of making you feel good. Look, listen to solo. Solo is not a happy song, <laughs> right? You know, solo is a very sad song. You know what I'm saying? We used to be a team running the streets. Like I'm talking, she already done left me, but I have, I have, I found a way to way when people sing it, like it actually makes them feel good. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the music from my island. Like Showtime and 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 Vibe and all the all the rest of the bands. You got Jam Band and even even to to Diction and them when they had just Action Band. It's all about feeling. It's about feeling. When that when that beat comes on, you can't help but to bounce left and right. Uh, yeah, one foot next, one foot next foot, and 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 then you add words to it. Think about it. That music. Sometimes that music will play for fifteen minutes with no words. Right or wrong? That's true. <laughs> no it's one, all about the rhythm. But everybody, <laughs> but everybody is in there having a blast with no words. With right. no words. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you call feel-good music. By the time you go to add words to that right now, you say something, remember you say something that connects with the people, that's that. That record is gone. That- so as far as growing up hearing that, I always say that's feel-good music and I can just find a way to make my spin on that end. Boom, you got Island Pop. 
It's a very good point. A lot of the bands in the smaller islands don't necessarily have to play songs all night. It sometimes it's just a rhythm. No, no. Sometimes, like, it, sometimes, like, listen. You would listen, man. You would turn around and and hear them sing a song of your favorite artist, and you would stand there like, oh my god, no, that's some that's. That's a big tune, you know what I'm saying? I trying to find. I'm I'm trying to find one right now that I could probably try to play over the phone for you, right? Where they would take like a commercial song and put it on a, on a, on all kind of music. If you hear me, got this pull up now. That's because that's because this whole Corona stuff that's been going on. Every Friday, I have like a fake club at my house. I have flyers, everything, a FaceTime party. So I already <laughs> they call me DJ Scumbag. All music is just like feel good music, like like. No matter what you have going on, that day, out the window. Don't worry about that. Right now, for this point in time, we partying. Indeed, indeed. Which which of your songs, I mean, we, we kind of touched on this earlier. Uh, I told you what my favorite song was, but which of your songs is your favorite? Uh, my favorite song of mine, I think So Big. So Big. I want to think So Big. Why? Because of the production behind of it. It kind of reminds me of like stadium music. And then... When I performed it on the on the Diva tour, like the way that we the way that we had edited it, we had the breakdown right after the bridge, and you had the big breakdown, and everybody was just clapping and hands in the air, and it was just a vibe, man. Like, and that's what kind of it, it was already my favorite song, but then when I saw how it connected, that was it. That was it to me. Mm. That was that was a breaking point. That was a breaking point. That part where they go, oh, that part did. And when it comes back in, and the drummer starts going crazy, oh my God, you see people screaming and crying, like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? That shit crazy. Do you ever get tired? I guess you you don't get tired of that. Nah, never. (laughs) Never. What what advice would you give to the 15-year-old Ayaz? 15-year-old Ayaz? I would tell him, hmm. I would tell him, enjoy it a little more. You know what I mean? Enjoy enjoy it a little more. Because like I said, I might tell you, I didn't really start coming out the hotel room. And, and, and I was appreciating that white house, but I never took time to enjoy it. I was traveling to these places, and you would ask me, oh, so how was it in Thailand? I'm like, well, the hotel room was nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I would say, yo, enjoy it some more because you have people that walk the entire lifetime and don't even get to visit one of those places that you've been to right and i'm so enjoy it a little bit uh, enjoy it a little bit more and if i had to do something different the second time around is i probably would have even more of my team with me because when i started it was just mostly just me and diction or me and steve or me and dirty if i did something different I would have the whole squad with me. Why is that? Like, listen, huh? Why is that? Just to see and witness and be a part of everything that I have going on. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like right now, I, I, we have 88 with us. We t- I take him on the road with me now. But imagine if he was coming out on the road with me back then. Like the stories we would have shared. They're like the little, the little bit of stories that we have to tell on the one or two trips that he went with us. Imagine what we'd have had no. Imagine what, imagine what our um, documentary would have been like. Right, because you were you, know tour- you were touring for a good four years, solid. I was touring for six years. 
six, six years. years non-stop non-stop and you're talking about from 2009 all the way up non-stop wow wow did you get to visit home much during that time if do what did you get to visit home much during that time oh yes oh yes most most definitely every time every time we had the first two years the first two and a half years like i was very strict on no shows for thanksgiving or christmas on New Year's. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's my family time. Family time. Strict on, yeah, I was really strict on that. And then I just started to lose off on it because my mom and them would be like, yo, just go. Just go and come back. We're going to be here when you come back because now they started coming to America. So now I was like, okay, cool. I can actually go to, I could go to the Philippines, do this show, and still be back in time. Right. Because we're a whole, whole day ahead. You see, I could make it back to America in time, but for me to make it back to the Caribbean, never. Right, 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 Net. right, Net. and and you you, you so, seem to have a strong fan base on the other side of the world now. You yeah, know? everywhere was better. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everywhere, everywhere was better. America, remember replay went number two on Billboard and number one on I think the pop charts, number one on streams, downloads, and all of that, and whatever the case would be, iTunes number one, pop number one. Rhythmic Arcanity, but on the chart, billboard, it went number two. Jeez. Everywhere else in the world, it was number the number one record for weeks. For weeks. And you have you have fans in interesting pockets of the world. I know on, on one of your last tours, you went to New Caledonia. No, a lot of people don't even know where New Caledonia is. I was one of them. <laughs> you I were one of them. I was. <laughs> I was definitely one of those people who had no clue where that place was. And I didn't have any clue that that place was that hot. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's peaceful. A lovely place. But it is hot as hell. <laughs> and you're from the Caribbean saying this. And I am from the Caribbean. And if I tell you that your place is hot, you need to do something about it. That place is hot. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do something about it. That place is that place is extremely hot, and it looks like it's only hot to, to us because the locals there they just like moving about. They like just another day in the neighborhood, and me and Diction, Diction me and Diction out there dying. I talking like two and three, four baths a day, running out of clothes. Wow. You all, you lose you use all your tall clothes in one in one in three days in, in, in New Caledonia. Wow! Wow! But how was the reception, though? The fans and everybody, they were very oh, receptive, of course. Come on, come on. I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been out there if if they wasn't ready for what was about to happen. They, yeah. they came out, we probably we had a good time. They wanted an encore, came back out, we did some more stuff, and we just had fun, we just enjoyed it. Made some more, made some new relationships. The guy out there, he was like, yeah, he's building another club, and this, yeah, I want you guys for the opening. That's what goes to tell you when I was telling you about relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some guys they don't. Some guys they don't. They don't. Um, some artists they just they want to be like all like yeah. Talk to the manager. Talk to this. Talk to that. Me, I talk to anybody. But if we want to talk business and all that stuff, man, you, we could talk business without talking business. Right. Yeah. yeah? We could talk ideas. We could talk ideas. Like, yeah, we should do this. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I can have you out here. Yo, that would be dope. Like. In March, May, boom, boom, boom. But then when it starts to get down to um, price and how many people, boom, hey, 
contradiction. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so that's how you got it. I'm not saying, I, I'm not saying that don't follow protocol and be booking shows over your manager. Like, then what you both, you're engaging in conversations with, 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 with potential clients. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. And then, yeah, and then, because at the, at, the, at, the, at the end of the day, even the biggest business people, they go out and they, that's how they close these. It's like, oh yeah, I'll have my people call you in the morning. Boom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They still ain't handling the business. They just out there sealing the deal and connecting the dots, um, conversing about what's in the best interest of, of both, people, both parties. And then somebody comes in and closes the deal. Indeed. Writes it up. And that's the same, same thing with music. Who or what inspires you to keep pushing? Um, I would say my family, the people around me, you understand? The people around me make me want to keep doing what I do. Why? Because we already created such a life with just a taste. Some of the, some of the, some of them around us with just a taste of the traveling with the family. Because me, I don't care about, I don't care about going to these places with myself if I can. I don't want to have to come back and tell you about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want me and you to come back and be like, yo, <laughs> yo, but you remember when we was here and we were like, boom, remember when this happened, you know what I'm saying? So that kind of like the people around me and my family, they kind of inspire me because I wanted to make sure that we all could create different memories at different times. And the one way to do that is to continue to just do what I do, continue doing the music, continue just, you know what I'm saying? Giving the people what they love. And then you got to stand. That, and that, no, that's just on traveling and personal stuff between me and my family. Then you got to stand now. Like nothing, one of the best feelings I would say is going out there, putting out the song and going out there and you could only sing two lines of the song before the crowd takes over. Mm-hmm. And they go and finish the whole song for you. Because mm-hmm. they're so appreciative. Like, yo, you know how many people I have? I say, like my message is like, thank you. Like this song changed my life. Oh, this song. Oh, boom. I remember when I was where I was when I was doing this. This was a low time in my life, and your song helped me to be like, oh, like stuff like that, man. Like, how does that make me, you feel? I just write song. Huh? How does that make you feel when you read those messages? Yo, it, it that it, it it makes me look at life completely different because to me, I'm just I just doing songs. I just making songs that I love, hoping that you like it. Not knowing that I change in your entire life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's crazy. That's crazy. I appreciate that, and I'm, 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 I'm I am forever, I am forever grateful for what I could achieve with just a few lyrics in a song. Do you read your like your YouTube comments and stuff? Nah, <laughs> not at all. You know why I don't read it? Because they have a, they be having a lot of negative stuff in there, and I'm one of those guys that. I, I, I have to talk myself out of a cliff from answering you back. But there's also a lot of positive if I, stuff. If, if I answer you back, if I answer you back, you ain't going to like it. And I'm going to be that. I'm going to end up being the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so I really, I really don't read YouTube comments at all. YouTube, no. Twitter, maybe. Instagram, I would read comments for the force. Let's say I post something now. I would read comments from now until, let's say, Eight o'clock tonight. After <laughs> that, nope. Oh, I ain't taking no more. That's it. That's it. That's, and that's just because, like, like I say, I have to talk myself off the edge every time somebody try to be smart. That's one of my pet peeves. Like, don't be smart with me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Don't be smart with me, especially when I have nothing but good intention for anything that I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't be smart. Don't, don't, don't do it. That's, that's under my skin right there. Don't try it. That, <laughs> things that, two things that tick me off is 
people being smart and people telling me that I'm rude. Like growing up, a teacher told me I was rude and that was it. That was it, man. I was ready to fight. <laughs> like, I, me? I'm rude, me. <laughs> me. All of these rude ass children in here, and you want to say, I rude? Man, listen. <laughs> man, that was just me growing up, man. Don't tell me I rude. I, I am Miss Jones' son. I am that rude. I'm my mother bust my ass. Who, what, who, who did uh, this is a question I should have asked earlier, but I didn't. Who do you, who did you look up to, and or who do you look up to musically? Artist wise, I would say Bob Marley, and just just for the way the thing and you know just the music and message and you know what I'm saying. Business wise, Jay Z, Jay Z is that nobody ever Jay Z. If you know Jay Z, Jay Z story, he put out the music, the, the labels didn't like him. They was like, no, he's trash. Boom, boom, boom. He went, so he had to go and put out his, he had to go and put out his own album. And then look at him now. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Running it. He, yeah, he run it. He, he's the man. He's the man. He went from nobody wanted to, to listen to his music to, no, yeah. If you want to hear a Jay-Z song, you have to wait until he's ready to put out one. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That could be one every decade. And what? that's on the artist side. No, regular, I would say my mom and my dad. You know what I'm saying? Musically. They just phenomenal. They just different, man. Like I said, I grew up listening to them sing around the halls, and my dad was my dad's currently still in, still in a group that sings. You know what I'm saying? And my mom's still the choir director now and again when they bring her in. So they they started it. They started it for me, and then when I started to take it more serious, then we got a the Jay Z and the Bob Marley and whoever else. You know what I'm saying? Family album coming soon? All of that. <laughs> I don't about all of that one. <laughs> what What are you working on uh, currently right now? What project are you working on? Right now, as for myself, I already have a project uh, about, about 80%. It was 110% ready, but times have changed. And it's been ready for like a year now. And I have, so... I wanted newer songs, more more dated beats. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So I backed it back down to about nine, about 85, 90%. Um, I took a pause on that because right now we're working on our artist 88. Right. Get him up and running and get him out there to the world because that's who I trying to pass the torch to coming from where I'm from as far as the singing. You know what I mean? Um, so we've just been working on his project. Got it couple of songs already done but to shoot some videos I just did a, a record with a Kabaka Pyramid um we're trying to lock in our videos for that um I also have another record produced by um Homegrown Studios which is the, the, the um producer is from the same band that we talked about Vibe right he produced that record he produced our record so that's a record featuring I have Pressure Bus Pipe on it um I think he's saying a couple of days I have the green light to put out. So you're definitely leaning more toward the reggae side. So keeping it Caribbean but going more toward reggae. Yeah, that's just for no that's just that that's just for no as well because I've been I've been so quiet and understand. I literally starting over what I did in the first time. I was just doing music for for my for my people, you understand? And boom and then everybody just take to it. So I just follow on that routine back. Don't get me wrong, the album sounds nothing like those two records that I bought it and the sound them, but 
it's all feel good music regardless. I don't just put him on the record, on the album regardless. Just cause that's bonus bonus track, two bonus tracks. Do you have a release but, a release date or at least time period for the album? Nah, not even, not even, not even. Because like I said, I put I put down positive to deal with eight years. Right. You understand? And I put down positive to deal with eight years. We just trying to get him out there right now. And if you could get him up and running and get traction with him, then everything else could fall in place now because now when I put my stuff out to boom we got everybody we don't have to worry about oh yeah this oh yeah that like nah 88 is already bubbling alright let's do my thing boom we go cross we can cross promote and it's because everybody's bubbling whole team bubbling everything what we got is moving so that's what we're working on right now 88 music when his when his stuff drop and then drop my records work on my album it might be this year it might be next year who knows all depends on how I feel and how this year goes man it might not it ain't gonna be this year it's not gonna be this year I just thought about it cause this is corona so like <laughs> I like to I like to be out there to promote right and much promotion in the house right. and even though knows everybody's at home and you know everybody's listening to the streaming like this and that yeah but I want to be there I don't want you just to listen to my song I want you to connect with my song connect my song with an experience you understand what i'm saying so whenever you remember that you were at this place oh yeah i was there and he sang this or whatever you heard this song you can that oh yeah i remember when i was with i was at this you know what i'm saying so i like you want to connect my records with 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 experiences would you do a soca record i did one already i would do another one no i mean like to put out to the mainstream Technically, it's the mainstream. It's out there. <laughs> okay, well, true. That's true. This is, this is very true. This is very yeah. true. Yeah, I, I, I technically I am mainstream, but soca music ain't really a mainstream genre like that. No, it's not. But it's large. It's large. People love it. People love it. People love to go to Caribbean and dance, and they don't even know what they're doing. It's just Slinging body parts all over the place. Well, some some may argue that some of the beats that are on some of these tracks out there in the international market are st- <laughs> they they are soca. Exactly, exactly. But you know they don't want to hear that. Though. They don't want to hear that. That's a whole different. That's a whole different um, conversation. That's a whole different <laughs> conversation. What's your what's what's your ultimate goal at the end of all this? What is that thing that you that 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 would make you satisfied? Like, what is that ultimate goal? On a million plus. Is that dollars or, or, or single sold? <laughs> That's just dollars. Dollars. So That's you, it. you you're definitely going to venture into other uh, businesses. Exactly. Yeah. That's me. That's me. That's me. I just want. I just the thing is about me is I want to do a lot more with my money. So I don't want it for me. At all. I'm good with what I have. I want to make a hundred million more, <laughs> so I could do different stuff with it. You know what I'm saying? Like might want. I don't want to. I don't want to speak my goal. I don't want to speak my goal here because I don't want nobody jacking my stuff. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna speak. It. Yeah, you already know. You already know how that goes. But let me see if I have to find a way to talk about it. I just want to bring a different, different level of entertainment to my island. Got it. You know what I'm saying? A different level, like like on some you like on some stuff you ain't never seen. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't think that my island would do this and. And just more 
music education. Like, you don't have to come all the way to America to study video and audio production. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to create that that can't deal with that before. So by the time we send them out into the world, when we send them up here, they call in the shots. They already know. Like, you can't, you can't just walk over them. And that's on both ends. That's on the business end. That's on the, you know what I'm saying? Lawyers, music lawyers. Not just, I ain't talking just, I'm not just talking producers and artists and videographers. I'm not I'm talking like lawyers, like everything. Business managers for these music going up and make sure that they're finding um, business ventures for artists. Like, yeah, I'm giving you, I got, I got, I got 20 million, I got 10 million. All right, cool. I'm giving you $2 million. I want you to turn it into six. Just ventures. Find, find, make my money make money. Investments, etc. Now, Now, Ayaz, this is the part of Planet 30 where I like to say I strap on my spacesuit and I jump into space and I leave you on the planet alone. You're on the planet alone. The floor is yours. Tell the audience whatever it is you want to tell them. Right now, I just want to thank everybody thus far for supporting me. I, as a young kid who started from the Caribbean, British Virgin Islands, raised U.S. Virgin Islands born, and I was able to follow through and make dreams come true. Not just for myself, but a lot of other people around me. Different dreams, you know what I'm saying? And I want to thank everybody that helped contribute to that. Whether it's downloading my songs, streaming my songs, telling somebody about me, telling a friend who told a friend who told a friend, buying a t-shirt, comment, a share on Instagram. I don't care what it was. I just want to thank everybody for rocking with me thus far. New music coming. But for myself, the whole team, 88, head top music, IS music, we coming for the world. Let them know. Big things are glad. All right. How do we contact you? How do we connect with you? Um, you can hit me on most of my social medias. All my ha- most of my handles are all the same. So Instagram, IS Live. Twitter, IS Live. I got to double check on my my website. But I think I'm still up there too, IS Live. Um, and Facebook. But I don't really use Facebook, but... Just go on Facebook and type in Ayaz and you're going to see it. I think it's just Ayaz. It shouldn't be Ayaz music. But let me go on there. Go up there. Show me some love. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you hate. Let me tell me what you think I should do a song about. Tell me what. Anything. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter to me because I, I take all information in. You know what I'm saying? And that's 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 just the way I operate. Um, and yeah, that's how we're rocking out for 2020. All right. Ayaz, thank you so much for joining us here uh, for this in-depth interview on Planet 30. It was a pleasure. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. I am Crispin Brooks, and this was Planet 30. Thank you for listening to this episode of Planet 30. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OnPlanet30. Like us on Facebook.com slash Planet30. Our email address is OnPlanet30 at gmail.com. That's O-N-P-L-A-N-E-T-T-H-I-R-T-Y at gmail.com. For more information about Planet 30, visit our website, planet30.com. That's P-L-A-N-E-T-T-H-I-R-T-Y dot com. I am Crispin Brooks, and this is Planet 30.